Okay, we'll go ahead and stretch out on the floor. And feel how you're resting. Feel how your legs make contact. The length of your back. The size and shape of the arch behind your back. How much of your shoulders and your shoulder blades, your upper back lies on the floor? And uh, in your mind's eye, in your internal imagination, think about, let's go over the whole length of the spine. So think about um, a pair of fingers maybe at the base of your skull. And where do you feel that is, the base of your skull? Is it behind your eyes, behind your nose, behind your, between your ears? Where in your internal imagination is that? And just imagine that helpful pair of fingers that um, can somehow slide between you and the floor. Just descending down your spine one vertebra at a time. So doesn't have to be precise or anything. You just follow what you imagine or what you think. It's the whole goal after all. I mean, for now. How many vertebrae do you feel or can you sense or can you distinguish in your imagination before you come to the more prominent vertebra at the base of your neck? And maybe in some sense there's a big divide between your neck and your torso, but maybe not so much. It's just one vertebra after another. So you continue down and feel the next vertebra. Each of these next 12 or so vertebrae have ribs that articulate with them. And just in your mind's eye, the fingers descend and feel one vertebra after another. And some of them are touching, resting on, lying on the floor. And then at some point, the kind of arch of the bridge here raises off the floor. Your fingers continue tracing down. And you go past where your ribs are and you're into your low back, that up curve, upward curve. The five large vertebrae of your low back, the substantial, sit into your pelvis on your sacrum that sits into your pelvis. Really carry the weight of your torso into your legs and carry the spring of the ground and the legs into your torso. And just follow that down to your vestigial uh, vertebrae that would be your coccyx, where if you had a tail, your vertebrae would continue from there. And then kind of zoom out again and just feel the context of all of you resting on the floor. And you're breathing. And when you're ready, roll over and lie on your stomach. 
And something sometimes people like doing with these lessons where we spend time on the stomach is you can always take one of these cushions and slip the inside out so that you just have a little bit of cloth instead of the um, plastic against your face. But you're going to put your both hands, one on top of the other, right hand on top of your left, and rest your forehead on the back of your right hand. So you might or might not need any anything between your face and the floor. It's up to you and the mat. And like this once or twice, just slowly, gently, don't make a big effort, just lift your head and look up along the wall in front of you as far as is easy to look. And then put your head down again. And just check how far that is. And without strain, just lift and put your head down again. Lift and look up along the wall and put your head down again. And see if you're able to breathe. Keep breathing the whole time you do that so you're not doing it so you hold your breath. You're doing really the part of the movement that feels like you're simply lifting your head and not the part where you feel like something's tightening and resisting and clenching and trying to turn you around to go back. Just follow your own ease of movement. And as you do that, with that awareness of the whole length of your spine, what parts of your spine move? Is it in your neck? Is there anything your vertebrae further down? Does your low back kind of respond? Where in that whole length of your spine that you traced out, where do you feel the vertebrae moving relative to one another? Where do you feel the shape of the spine changing? And where does it stay the same? And then just rest for a moment. Stay in the same position, but uh, rest on your stomach like this. And turn your face to look right so that your left cheek rests on the back of your right hand. And lift now your whole right arm, your right elbow, and your head at the same time. So you're sort of using your arm like a tray to lift your head away from the floor and put it down again. Just easily. And notice when you do that to any of the muscles in your legs, and if so, which leg, or in your buttocks, do any of those muscles kind of respond or do something or take part, or are they quiet? Just a few times lift your head and your whole arm. Easily lift it, put it down. Only as much as you can do that and still breathe. And it's really interesting to kind of take that seriously because maybe you don't lift your head very much at all, and that's okay. And then take a rest, so stay... You can stay lying in this position if that's all right. If you need to shift to take a rest, you can. And then again with your face looking right, your left cheek on the back of your right hand. 
Lift your head just a little bit from the floor, just really enough to break contact, and start to take your head left and right from side to side with your, with your arm and your elbow, using everything. And you might try it a couple times, then put it down and rest and try it again. You don't have to keep your head up continuously. And if you do take little rests, think every time you come back to it that you're going to make it easier for yourself. You're going to do less. You're going to focus on doing what you can do and still breathe. It's really surprisingly funny. It might be difficult to do this without holding your breath. And take your time and do less. And what do you feel, that whole length of your spine, all those little ribs, little ribs, bigger ribs, buttocks, the muscles of your legs, the weight on the floor in the front, so many things you could feel about what you're doing. Put your forehead down on the back of your hands again. Look straight down towards the floor with your forehead resting on the back of your right hand. And a couple of times lift your head, look towards up along the wall and see how high you see now. Has it become easier? Just to check in. Don't do it many times, but then you can roll over onto your back and take a rest on the back once you've checked in. And feel how you're resting on the floor now. Compare how long your one side feels and your other side, the arms, the legs. And then roll over and come onto your stomach again. And now um, place your left hand on top of your right and turn your face to look left. I'll say that again for whatever rolling speed you have. Come onto your stomach and... Place your left hand on top of your right and then your right cheek on the back of your left hand so you're looking to the left. And then just lift your head easily 
and put it down and see what it's like to lift on this side. Lift your head, lift your left arm, lift your left elbow. And see what it's like lifting, kind of like your whole left arm is a tray that lifts your head. And what's the quality of that lifting? Is it as easy as if you were peeling a corner of a piece of paper off the floor? Or does it feel like there's a big initial resistance you have to overcome and it's like pulling a Band-Aid off the skin? You have to, like, rip it. Feel the quality of it. And see if you can make it more like lifting a corner of a paper off the floor. And maybe that means that you do less or go more slowly or even just let it get a little bit lighter. So you were lifting a corner of a paper off the floor and you weren't sure you wanted to see what was underneath. So you go very slowly. Maybe that's not what you do. Maybe for you that's like pulling a Band-Aid off and you don't want to see what's underneath so you just rip it off. I don't know. But try it like you're just slowly peeling yourself away from the floor. And when you peel that corner of yourself away, where do you get heavier? Somewhere on your front, on the left side, on the right side, does something get heavier? And then rest again for a moment on your stomach. So stay, you can move your head if you want to, but uh, rest face down. And again, turn your face to look left, your right cheek on the back of your left hand. Lift your head away from the floor just a little bit so you can still breathe, not too big of an effort, and take your head side to side, left and right. Your right cheek stays on the back of your left hand. You're not really rolling your head, just from side to side. Feel what that's like on this side. And take as many rests as you need to. There's nowhere you're trying to get to, nothing you're trying to achieve. You're just trying to take the opportunity, feel how your ribs move, your shoulders. How the length of one side opens and closes. And then um, put your forehead on the back of your hand again. And just lift your head and look up along the wall in front of you and see how high... You look up along the wall. How far do you see now? Has that changed? Just 
just once or twice to check in and then you can roll onto your back and take a rest. And on your back, you might you might feel something a little unusual. Usually in the course of a Feldenkrais lesson, our backs get lower and lower and lower to the floor. Maybe that's happening for you, but maybe in this lesson, your back actually is almost lifting farther away from the floor with what we're doing. And, uh, in fact, bring your knees up over your chest. And let your low back sink into the floor and let your back lengthen. And just gently rock a little from side to side. And stretch out your legs again. Maybe your low back's a little lower to the floor now. And then come onto your stomach again. And lie with your uh, left cheek on the back of your right hand, your right hand on top of your left, left cheek on the back. And actually give something a try. Lift your head with your right arm and your right elbow. Lift it once or twice. And then check the distance apart that your legs are. And put your legs a little farther apart, a little or somewhat. And lift again and see if that makes a difference. So having experimented with your legs different distances apart, maybe it's easier to lift your head with your legs a wider apart. And um, now leave your head down for a moment and bend your left knee so that your left foot is facing the ceiling. So your left knee is like at a 90-degree angle. And just... uh, Imagine, or can you feel, it can be difficult to feel what your foot's doing behind you when you can't see it. Is your toe sort of pointing towards the ceiling, or is your foot sort of parallel with the ceiling, or how is your foot arranged towards the ceiling? And if you don't do any work in your lower leg, if you just let your foot hang, is it pointed all by itself? Does it droop all by itself? Is it a 90-degree angle? Can you tell? And then just begin to flex and extend your ankle. So you lengthen your forefoot and then lengthen your heel. 
Take your forefoot towards the ceiling and then towards your shin and just go back and forth. Most people, they lie like this. There's considerable residual tension in the hamstrings and, I mean, not the hamstrings, I mean the calf muscle. So your forefoot doesn't drop by gravity, right? Your forefoot would just drop, droop towards the floor. But it doesn't because uh, it's kind of residual tension on the muscle and the tendon. So just extend and flex your ankle easily. And like here, simply, kind of like you're not adding extra things to it. You're not doing anything extra with your toes or your toes are going along for the ride. You're just flexing and extending at the ankle, bending and unbending at the ankle a few times. Then leave that with your foot. And lift your head and your arm. Leave your leg in this bent position. Lift your head and your right arm. And just notice as you lift your head and your right arm, does anything engage in your left buttock, your left leg, whether you want to or not, or does your left leg stay quiet and your left knee stay quiet on the floor? And then leave your head down and just lift your left knee away from the floor and then place it back on the floor. This can be a very small movement. It absolutely doesn't have to be a big movement. Whatever you can do, lift your left knee away from the floor. Put it down. Where does the weight shift? On your torso, on your front when you do that. Your pubic bone, your abdomen, your chest in the front. What presses into the floor? And then lift your head and your leg at the same time. Lift your head and your leg at the same time and see if that doesn't magically make your head lighter. And what presses into the floor in the front now? Great. Okay, and leave that and come onto your back and take a rest. Feel what differences you feel now between your left and your right sides. And then come onto your stomach again. Turn your face to look left this time.
And with your right cheek on the back of your left hand, bend your right knee so your right foot's towards the ceiling. And a few times with your foot on this side. I mean, first, actually, before you move it, see, can you feel? Is your foot's neutral position, is it neutral or is it drooped or is it pointed towards the ceiling? What do you feel it's neutral is? And then flex and extend your ankle. Just do this a few times. Maybe after you do this a few times, the neutral becomes more neutral. So just a few times, and you can even feel. You get quite a feeling, right, of your calf muscle lengthening and shortening as you do that, or the tension on the Achilles tendon. Or Those can be very prominent feelings. And then can you feel a little more like, oh, it's gravity acting on your forefoot and then gravity acting on your heel, as though your heel were sort of like this heavy counterweight, it's like a seesaw, and you're actually just feeling gravity pull your forefoot towards the floor, feel gravity pull your heel towards the floor, to make the feeling of doing this with your foot that subtle. It's kind of an imaginary feeling, very unlikely that you might actually feel pull of gravity, but maybe you will. Degree of subtlety. And then a couple of times, leave your ankle still and just lift your knee from the floor and put it down again. And feel on this side, how light is your knee? Where does the weight go? Does the weight go into the front of your right hip or does it move towards the left in your torso when you meet your right knee, when you lift your right knee? Where does the weight go in your front? Does it go straight across towards your Left hip, does it go up towards your left shoulder? Where does it go? Or do you just get heavier right at your right hip? What happens? And then leave your knee and just lift your left elbow and your head away from the floor and put it down again. And then lift your head and lift your knee at the same time. Lift your head and your left elbow and your knee at the same time. And again, is that something that can be appealing to corners of a piece of paper off the floor? Or is that something that's like you have to overcome some initial resistance and you have to pull? And see if even in means just doing it in your imagination... If you can feel like your elbow, your head, your knee get a little bit lighter, but with that quality of peeling two corners of paper, of a piece of paper off the floor, or two corners of this mat or something. There's nothing you have to jerk or pull to overcome. Of course, that sort of brings a spotlight onto the front of your body, right? What's pulling back in the front that makes it, that gives some limits to your nice, slow, gentle peel.
And then leave your knee and just lift your head and your arm and see if you take away some of that greater ease in lifting your head, even though you're not helping with your knee anymore. And then leave that and stretch out, come onto your back. And feel again, maybe the arch behind your back is getting bigger instead of smaller. Interlace your hands behind your head and bring your knees up over your chest. And just uh, take your time and slowly lift your head and let your lower legs hang and just your knees apart and just uh, take one elbow towards one knee. Do that a couple of times and take the other elbow towards the other knee. Do that a couple of times. Lift your head. Just again, you're really thinking about, you do feel, you feel the sliding of your rib cage, the tilting of your pelvis in the front that helps you lift your head. Also the lengthening of your muscles in the back. How your low back moves into the floor. Take advantage of using the muscles in the front of your body. It sets up a kind of an inhibition so that the muscles along your back that you've just been working so much will lengthen. And then you can leave that when you're ready and stretch out and have a good rest. Then come onto your stomach again. And place your forehead down on the back of your hands. And just lift your head and look up along the wall and see how far, how easily you can look now. You can see. And as you do that, start to think that as you lift your head, you actually push into the ground your very low belly just above your pubic bone. So the moment you lift your head, you're creating a little pressure into the ground right above your pubic bone. And see what that does for how the length of your spine can lift your head, can distribute the work.
And then leave that in rest for a moment. Stay face down and rest. And now plant your hands around your shoulders so that your elbows stand over your hands, a little bit out from the side or under your shoulders. You'll find a good place for it. A little bit out to the side, near your shoulders. And begin to lift your head just a little bit and put it down again, looking to the left. And then lift your head and put it down again, looking to the right. And just slowly go back and forth so you put your face down on one cheek, on the other cheek. And when you do put it down, like really actually put it down and let everything stop working. Don't just symbolically touch the floor, but stop and start and lift and turn it to the other side again. And notice if your shoulders do anything as you do this. Does one shoulder go more down and one shoulder go more up as you turn your face to one side or the other side? Or do you feel that I somehow gave the command that your shoulders should stay absolutely still and symmetrical the whole time? Maybe it can help you a little bit if you put your face down looking left, maybe your left shoulder... It's a little lifted and your right shoulder's a little closer to the floor or a little up or down towards your hip. Start to see how you could help yourself with your shoulders as you put your face down looking one way, looking the other. And then if your shoulders are helping you a little, where do your elbows go as you turn from side to side? Trace out, follow, put your little mind's eye traveling on each one of your elbows and feel how do your elbows move as you turn your face to one side and put it down, to the other side and put it down. You can try different positions of your hand and see if there's somewhere where your elbows and your shoulders are a little more free to help you. You've got a good kind of take on using the support on your of the floor. And then leave that and roll over, come onto your back again, take a rest. You can bring your legs up over your chest, interlace your hands behind your head. 
Lift your head and bring your left elbow towards your left knee, your right elbow towards your right knee, and stay there and roll a little from side to side, lengthening your back. It's really all about letting your back lengthen, not about doing an ab workout, but just shortening in the front and lengthening in the back. Balance all that work we're doing face down. Leave that and stretch out and rest. Your nice elongated back. onto your stomach again. And no, wait till you get there. And then plant your hands on either side of your shoulders, like you had your elbow up over your hands, and bend your both your knees so that your feet face towards the ceiling, your knees at 90 degrees or so. And now begin to take your head from side to side, but this time, instead of putting your head down as it gets to each side, actually look over your shoulder towards your foot. So look over your left shoulder towards your left foot. Look over your right shoulder towards your right foot. Just go from side to side and see. So you kind of like go through the middle with your head low and then lift your head and look over your right shoulder. You might want to try lifting your head and looking under your right shoulder towards your feet because maybe that feels more interesting and accessible to start with. You could start with that. And then could you actually try or experiment with what would you have to do differently? How would you have to lengthen in the front? How would you have to let your belly, your low belly, your pubic bone move into the floor? So you could actually look over your shoulder. How far apart would your legs have to be? Would it help if your legs were a little farther apart? Just all these little elements we played with. How would they let you lift your head to look over your shoulder towards your foot? And even if you never actually see your foot, that idea of looking towards the foot is actually just orienting you to take your head in a nice direction around your spine, around your axis, so don't fret about whether you actually see your foot or not, you're just aiming yourself in that direction. Great. Okay, and leave that and roll onto your back and take a rest.
And bend your knees. Bring your knees up over your chest again. Interlace your hands behind your head. And we're going to try something really funny. Think of your elbows. Think of your knees. Don't actually lift your head. Don't actually move your knees. But imagine that you're about to do an incredibly powerful, forceful movement of taking your knees and elbows to hit one another. But don't actually do it. Imagine that you're about to do it, and just in your imagination, you start this incredibly powerful movement, but you don't actually do it. And just do that a few times. Get yourself like all geared up like you're about to whack your elbows and your knees together. You're going to bruise your elbows and your knees. But you just stop right at the verge of starting. Just do that a few times. And it might even be like a big, like a, some kind of breathing out or something. Just imagine that just all of a sudden, explosive movement, knees and elbows towards one another. And then when you've had fun with that for a while, you can just stretch out your legs, take your arms out, and take a rest. And see if that little trick in your imagination has made a difference to how your back lies on the floor, the space behind your back. And then once more, come onto your stomach. And uh, lie with your face down on your forehead, but now you're going to do something else with your hands, so maybe you want to help yourself with one of those little cushions under your forehead. Place both of the back of both of your hands on your low back, and your hands will sort of cross one another, touch one another, but the back of both your hands on your back, your low back. So the back of your hands, not the palm of your hands, is resting on your low back. So the palms towards the ceiling, the back of your hands, yeah. And begin to feel what it's like. Begin to explore a movement of turning your fingers down towards your midline, towards the crack between your buttocks, really, towards your feet, and sliding your arms, hands down over your pelvis, over your sacrum over your buttocks, and so that you turn your fingers down and it's kind of like your thumbs are going to touch side by side. So you turn your hands down and slide your hands down over your buttocks and slowly grow this. Just find the kind of, there's a trajectory, it'll make sense for your skeleton and for your arms and your elbows. And when you find it, keep going and can it start to lift and peel your shoulders away from the floor and down so that you, it lifts your head. The idea of your fingers pulling down like that actually pulls, pulls, begins to take your shoulder back and down, begins to lift your, the vertebrae, the upper ribs, that ring of your upper ribs up and back. And then you can even just lift your head by virtue of this subtle movement of your hands. And just don't hold it too much. Just do it and come down 
Maybe it just lightens your head a little bit. Just feel the combination of this very particular direction of your shoulder blades. And then across the clavicle in the front. And lifting the top ring of your chest, of your ribs. And you'll feel like uh, there must be a name for those things, the female figures of the bra- bow, bow of a ship, bow of a ship, sorry. What's my word? God. Putting your face and your chest bravely to the wind and the seas a few times easily. Great. And leave that and roll over and come onto your back. Compare now how you're resting on the floor to the beginning of the lesson. Just what you remember from it, what you notice. And then you take your time. At your own time, you can come up to sitting and standing. And with this lesson, it's particularly interesting to know when, notice when you come up to standing do you feel lighter than usual, as we sometimes do after a lesson? Or do you actually feel heavier than usual this time? So come up, come up to standing whenever you're ready. Take a walk around and, and check that out for yourself. <laughs> 